Hey guys, this is Chansey. Just a quick PSA before we get started. My audio is a little off because leave it to me to screw up my own audio before we get going. Everything's fine with the recording, but you may hear a little differences between me and Chi. Just wanted to get it to you a heads up, and let's get on with the show. So we're uh, so all, as we are also recording tonight uh, our video. So uh, who knows what is going <laughs> to transpire here? So we're testing we've actually already done we've we've already done this intro before, and and then uh, Patrick had to tend to, to the wife and the dogs and everything like that. Which you know, hey, that's life. Uh, you know, we don't do this literally thirty seconds into this. <laughs> yeah, we we 30, 30 seconds or so. Um, but what we didn't do whenever we were uh, recording the first time, Patrick. I mean, we mentioned the video thing, but we gotta we gotta promote the YouTube channel. Search us, calling the dogs, just like it is on the podcast on the YouTube channel. We have one other recording from what was that two years ago, Vanderbilt? No, it was last year, right? No, no, it was two no, years ago. It had to be a year before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, so is this gonna record? Like, I got messages that are popping up. Is it gonna record those two? Who knows? <laughs> okay, <laughs> here we go. Uh, but anyway, I uh, no, yeah, calling the dogs on YouTube. Take a take a search, uh, search search it up a little bit. But I am, uh, yeah, I, I I'm a little worried about this whole YouTube um, this video thing because I'm not very good at focusing on the iPad while it's recording. But we're gonna I'm gonna be better. Just we're gonna we're gonna learn about this together. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of uh, topics to, to go over, which it's kind of crazy. We last episode was our pre-draft episode, and so if you've been following anything, uh, then you know that there's a lot that has transpired really across the college football landscape. There's been a few things regarding the transfer portal and things like that that are pretty groundbreaking and are going to change how everything uh, happens here, and so. Um, so anyway, we, we just got a good bit to cover. Uh, but uh, before we do that, we do need to recap the, the NFL draft. And so we just quickly wanted to touch on it and um, really just give our grade as to how we thought the dogs performed. Uh, because we actually, a couple of our predictions did come true. We actually did hit the nail on the head for, with some. Yeah. Um, I think we, we were like half, half and half. Yeah, we were like half and half. There was some that we just whiffed hard. Uh, we were talking about Monty we whiffed hard on. Uh, he's the first one that came to mind. I think Ben Cleveland, we hit pretty good. I don't know if anybody predicted that Eric Stokes was going to be a first-rounder. Pumped, man. I mean, that was awesome. I, I, I think he is the epitome of what we expect Kirby Smart to do with, with talent. I mean, even if it's a, I mean, a three-star guy coming out of high school, Turn around, turning him into a, a first rounder. Same same thing with DeAndre Baker, um, and of course DeAndre Baker committed under Rick. But yeah, I mean things like that. I mean I I expect to see more of that uh, as we progress into the uh, the Kirby era. Well, so go ahead and, and tell me then what what was your what's your grade? If you had to give it a letter grade, what was what was your grade for this draft? 
I would say probably a, a, a B plus. And the only reason it's not an A minus or so or in that range is is I mean we didn't so this is this is the most guys that we've had in the first three rounds uh, forever. But it's also I mean we had a it was a record breaking year for Georgia in, in, in period. I mean it was the most draft picks we ever had. We had nine, um, which was awesome because Mark Webb was drafted late in the in the last round. I mean he was close to being you know Mister Irrelevant you know. And uh, just like old Tay Crowder the year before. And, uh, no, it's pretty awesome to see that, I mean, we've got guys like Mark Webb who is even, you know, pretty much our backup cornerback safety. He played some star. I mean, he was just kind of a uh, a guy that, um, you know, rotated around a pretty good bit. And now he's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, – Sorry, I got I got messages popping up and all that, but yeah, no, he's he's a guy that's gonna be forever will be a draftee. So anyway, uh, no, I th- I would give it a B plus. I mean, I think we had a ton of guys. We had six guys in the first three go in the first three rounds, which I think is probably, uh, you know, what you want to see more of. I mean, the Alabamas of the world, the Ohio States of the world, they're getting guys. They're getting six, seven, eight, nine guys in those first two or two and a half rounds and that's what you want to see more of you want to tip the scales a little bit more towards the front of the draft which we definitely did this year so i mean we're seeing an improvement uh, i mean th- i think year to year with with kirby uh, at the helm well and, and i actually my gut i, I kind of was leaning more towards an a minus just because of i think we really outperformed i think we really from what i you were looking at what the draft uh, everybody was thinking about prospect wise and kind of grading us and how we were going to do in the draft. And even if you look at how we were talking uh, before the game, there's a lot of guys that uh, I did not have nine guys getting drafted. And, um, and so especially that many in the first three rounds, I mean, Stokes Stokes going where he did is, uh, is, is crazy. But then seeing Tyson Campbell going right after that, I mean, was, that kind of that, that was I, I, he's got the talent and we talked about it we said i feel like somebody's going to be able to see how talented he is even though he didn't have a huge um i mean he had he had a lot of uh, film on him and things like that but tyson and aziz I, I just thought it was a great i just i just was felt so good at how we performed overall we were just we just outperformed what i had expected and i feel like right. everybody had expected so to me it was more I, I give i give such a high grade because the guys just they put the work in. They mm-hmm. they outperform, and that just shows too. Like you said with Kirby, I mean, they know what the talent that he develops. Right. They know what he's producing, and so which kind of leads into our conversation we're going to have here in a little bit. Um, it's I mean we're, we, you've got these top five programs about the, the top five programs in the country are now just turning into NFL <laughs> jumping. I mean they're 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 minor league teams for the NFL, and they're just jumping off points. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, we're not. We've been working up. I mean, we were so top heavy with talent a few years ago. Whenever we had the 2017 and 2018 teams, and then we had such a mass exodus. 2019, I mean, we didn't really stand a chance to really to make a difference. And then 2020 was was what it was. I mean, I mean, 2019 I think was somewhat of a turning point because we got past that 2018 debacle in the Sugar Bowl. 
Uh, and then 2019 season was just a little bit of a letdown. Had a couple of, of big wins that year. You know, we beat uh, Notre Dame at Sanford. Amazing game. We beat Florida. Uh, but, you know, it was just one of those things that we got to the to the SEC championship, but we played an LSU team that just – it was the team of destiny uh, that year. Um, did not stand a chance. And then you got 2020, which was – nobody expected that season to – I mean, most people didn't even expect that season to even happen last year. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, we get halfway through the year and we've got uh, a loss to Alabama that, you know, and we don't have a, we don't know who our quarterback is. Or we're working with a, a, a third string fourth, or fourth string guy. Uh, so what's the situation last year? And then, so we're coming in this year, we're coming out of COVID. Everything is pointing towards I mean, and, and you, you've you probably seen that they expect 100% capacity as of right now. 100% capacity is planned on in Sanford Stadium, which is great. I and mean, that's another thing that we didn't we didn't even write down. But, I mean, that's a, a big thing. And also North Carolina has even said that, uh, you know, they, they are allowing for 100% uh, capacity at sporting events as a state. But I believe – I don't know who it is who is in charge of the Duke, Duke's mayonnaise – bowl like like beginning of the season bash or whatever the hell it is uh but whoever is the spokesperson for that and for the uh, carolina panthers stadium said that they intend to have 100 percent capacity which is great so anyway we're basically it's like okay last year was probably the best team top to bottom that we've had uh potentially in the kirby era but we just didn't know who the quarterback was newman spurned us uh JT was not ready until, well, he came on and then he, you know, uh, just tore it up. So we expect him to be the leader that he is this year. And then we have an incredible talent of wide receiver, Robert, uh, excuse me, incredibly talented wide receiver core. And so what, what is this year going to be like compared to uh, a 2017 team? And I think it's going to be probably going to be the most comparable team that we've had uh, to that point. And that team made it to the national championship. So I, I may be getting ahead of myself here. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know what you prompted me to say that. But we're there. <laughs> that was, that was beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I, I really do. I, I, you just mentioned a wide receiver core that is uh, incredibly talented and getting more and more talented by the day. <laughs> at this point, correct. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, and, um, and I, I think you're exactly right in kind of that that analysis. We. We uh, oh whoops what was that whoops <laughs> oh yeah sounds brought uh, to you by High uh, Noon I'm not a seltzer <laughs> guy but these are pretty pretty darn good so High Noons are good High Noons are good so you guys know Chi is uh, he's in the zone here um <laughs> yeah, I think I think, I think you're work. exactly right <laughs> <laughs> um there's the next three years to me are just going to be nuts in terms of how this is all going to shake out because you're right the timing has been off for us and what everything that we're about to talk about now this is like the way the way we have been using the transfer portal and things like that we're, we're the we're the freaking Tampa Bay Bucks last year yeah. just trading for everything to get the guy for at least just one <clears throat> season which mm-hmm. is what we're going for I mean we are every spot we had cuz we've had last podcast we were talking about the gaps that we had especially in the secondary the gaps that mm-hmm. we were the concerns uh in with pickens being gone and all this kind of stuff that's almost all out the window i mean everything that we talked about last time especially in those areas 
that's all gone. And so the talent that we're, we are just stacked across the board. And so it's going to be interesting to see, um, heck, I don't even know what the draft's going to look like for us next year. This, I mean, we, we got, there's all kinds of stuff going on, man. The, the crazy thing is we talked about last year and the defense that we were going to have and all the returning starters and everything like that, which we did have a nasty defense last year. Uh, and then you go and I mean, but the, the, the thing is it, you can have as nasty of a defense as you want these days, but you are not going to beat the Alabama offenses. You're, you're not going to beat the, I mean, okay. I'm not going to give Florida that much credit. That was like a once in a lifetime offense for them. And they're going to go back to doo-doo this year. <laughs> and I cannot wait. Let's, let's just take a second. Patrick, I don't know if you've seen these. This 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 hype around uh, their quarterback, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Emory Jones down there, who's from the state of Georgia, uh, it's it's unbelievable what how they're talking about that. They're talking about him like he did something over the past two years to make him actually earn a little bit of of reputation and a little bit of hype because he hasn't done anything. He's just an athlete that's playing quarterback, and I mean he doesn't have that big of an arm. He's somewhat accurate, but he came in and he read he read the read option every time he came in. Patrick, how are they hyping this guy up to be a top three quarterback in the SEC this year? That's what I want to know. They they just gave Dan Mullen an extension into like twenty twenty seven. PTL. I mean, these people. <laughs> I mean, we. This is it, it's it's beautiful. I mean, they have got such a culture thing going on down there that. I mean, they're just. They they wanted to believe so hard that that they're back and like they're in the the Tebow Urban era again, and that's just what they're they're clamoring for. And so um, I think they're just. But I mean, we we've done that too. We we get hyped up about something and we're we're living in la la land. But but they are. I mean, we yeah, have. But, I mean, we have like a little way. bit more credit to do something like that, right? Oh, now. right now, absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Now it's now I, the way the way they're acting is ridiculous. And um and and yeah, Emory Jones has done absolutely nothing. So I'm I'm very I'm actually excited. I'm I'm excited about the hype. I'm looking. I'm the one. I'm a part of the hype. Just yeah. getting super super <laughs> pumped about him. Patrick's <laughs> over here creating burner Twitter accounts so that he can promote uh-huh. the Florida. He's like, yes, yes, we are going to be the best team. <laughs> Here's the deal. I you got would, some bots set up. You're the thing is, you could never do something like that. Because you can never even act like you support that team, which oh, no. no, you you not, not even a not even a joke. You cut your fingers off. I'd get, I'd get arrested. Something that was pro Florida Gator. <laughs> I'd, get, I'd get arrested with what I'd be tweeting <laughs> at these people. So um, we're just gonna we're just gonna we're gonna avoid that. But um, but yeah, I, I think the the big topic and the big reason why we wanted to get together this week is um is there has been such a there has been such a lot of such movement around the transfer portal, and a lot of conversations. And so we talked about Tyke Smith uh, last time, and that news was pretty fresh, and that news was coming about um, big pickup. I mean, I, I don't think the guy is like first round or anything, but the guy's a great talent. We just he brought experience when we don't have any experience back there. Under Kirby, we have always been able to do. We've done some serious damage when it comes to the transfer portal. I mean, you look over his time with us. You got a guy like Murray Smith. Um, you look at Lawrence Cager. You, there's a lot of names that that pop up that Kirby has been able to 
got make bring guys in that have and last year obviously you got JT Daniels and you got all these different these big names that are making an impact from the get. This new rule around the transfer portal, mm-hmm. it just puts all of that on steroids. No, it really does. To to a whole nother dimension. If you don't know about the rule, um, especially it's within the SEC, especially uh, after you can uh, transfer interconference and play immediately. And so the guy that we've been talking about, Arik Gilbert, who we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, Arik plays LSU, transfers to us, he's playing. Like there's no like waiting around for a decision and you got to play politics and things like that. The boy's playing. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, that, yeah. that, that whole situation, I mean, so first of all, Arik is, I mean, you were talking about, I mean, he is not going to be playing tight end. Which I think is awesome because I mean we don't need him to play tight end. We got Brock Bowers, we got Darnell Washington. Excuse me, he's too athletic to be playing tight end. Put him in the receiver spot. I don't know where exactly he's going to go, but he's going to be playing receiver. So I mean, all of a sudden we go from like okay, George Pickens, which I don't know if you saw this, but he is uh, posting. You know, they had like picture day or like video. You know, the, like the intros and stuff like that that they do on the uh, jumbotron. Um, they were filming those today, so he was like dressed out in his in his uniform and all this. I mean, a lot of people I think are hesitant to say that he's going to come back and play for the Dogs this year, and I, I I have no reason to really think that. Aside from him, obviously he's a premier talent, but I mean, I think he is. I think he is going to come back and play if, if at all possible. But anyway, um, that is all to say. I mean, we've we've Arik is going to be coming in going to be immediately eligible at a spot where we thought not a few weeks ago that like wow we we are, are don't exactly have a ton of receiver because burden went down too and so everybody was like all right we got burden down pickens is 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 out potentially you know for half the season who knows what what his situation is going to be how many receivers do we actually have these days and, and dominique's trying to he's healing up uh, Mar- marcus rosemey jackson it's going to be healing up um, and and then all of a sudden, Rosemi's. You see that video of him like in the in the corner of the end zone. This is like three or four weeks ago, and he's like catching balls in the corner of the end zone. He's like, "Man, I'm back." <laughs> so anyway, that, I just wanted to point out is like this guy's gonna be coming in. He's already a freak athlete, and at a, a position that we thought a, not, but like a month ago was went from being a huge strength to to potentially a weakness to back to being one of the most dangerous wide receiver cores in the country. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty damn pumped about it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a game changer for us. I mean, I don't think, I don't think Eric's a, a, um, I don't think he's a George Pickens by any means, but he's just a whole different animal. I mean, he's just a whole different kind of player. Um, but I'm just, I am pumped about we, cause we've got, we've got Smith now, we've got Jermaine, we've got deep threats. We've got, we've got, our tight end situation. I mean, we, the problem is we have, we can throw it to a different person <laughs> every down to just incredible playmakers. Dom's going to be back. I mean, we got, we got so much going on in the receiving department and now we've got a guy, we've got a quarterback that can take advantage of that. And so I think that's, we're, we're going to, it's, it's just a, it's just a part of the offense that I just don't think we haven't seen that before at mm-hmm. Georgia. I mean, we, we're going to walk into an offense next year, y'all, that we don't know any. Like, we're not going to know what to do. 
I mean, because you, you look at Munkin's going to have all the pieces he wants. We got running backs all over the place. Milton's going to have a hell of a year. We got Cook coming back. We got Zamir coming back. We got mm-hmm. we got all the we got all this stuff. To, How do you give everybody I mean, touches? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. And so for us, it's going to we're I, I'm just so interested to see. How, what kind of offense we're going to run and how we're going to be using these guys because we've just got weapons all mm-hmm. over the place. And the thing is, too, is our guys are so versatile. Mm-hmm. So the, the way that we can use them, like Eric can do anything, I mean, in terms of he can line up all over the place. And so and then you've got freaking Darnell who is just we, – we just saw a glimpse of what this man is capable of. And, and then you've got all of our receivers across the board. I mean, Smith, we've seen – He's now he's a th- he's a threat deep ball every time. I mean the guy is so fast, and um, and so we we've just got we've got a plethora of weapons on the offensive side. So I think for us now, and we hopefully have a guy that can get it to him. Every everything we hear about JT uh, is is pretty pretty special about how he's preparing for this season. I mean I think yeah. we're getting the more information we get about him, the more excited I get, and so I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, across the board. Now, I think offensive line. We'll 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 get to some of that. There is some questions there, but God, we can just we can just dump the ball as quick as possible. <laughs> we've got all these guys to throw it to, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole yet because we've got other guys in the transfer portal um, that we got to talk about. But yeah. Uh, so, so let's see. Um, out of the guys that we have uh, right now, about the same day that we had uh, Gilbert, uh, we heard about the Gilbert news. Darion Kendrick, uh, DB from uh, Clemson. Uh, so this one, there's some debate as to which is the which is the bigger get in this situation um, well, between Kendrick has, and, and Gilbert. He had some issue. Uh, the, I mean, of course, every other fan base besides Georgia is saying, "Oh, well, Arik's you know had some issues with grades," which is, I think, true and. I'll say this. I, I think that Kirby would not have taken him in this situation if he didn't think that he was going to be able to play this year. But then you have Darion Kendrick. The thing about him is he had he had a uh, misdemeanor charge for possession of firearm, I believe, or something along those lines. And there's, there's expectations that it's going to be dismissed. So it's one of those things that due to the one-time transfer rule that the NCAA instated, uh, I think that was earlier this year, um, he's he should be able to come in, and as long as that charge is dismissed, which I think, like I said, they expect it to, uh, as long as that charge is dismissed, uh, he should be able to come in and be able to play this in, uh, this year immediately. And I think a lot of people can expect him to contribute. So, I mean, Darion Kendrick, who he played, I think I read earlier he played in like 25 games. Like, he's got good experience, which is a little bit different. You know, Arik is, is, is not exactly seasoned, and then uh, Darian's got some good uh, good experience. Tyke Smith's got some, some good experience. The other guy, that Brandon Turnage uh, cornerback, which I know we'll get to here in a second, he doesn't exactly have that much experience. So it's the Kendrick guy, I think I agree with you, what you were talking about a second ago. You know, it could be just as impactful for our team right now, you know, just a valuable asset as, as, as Gilbert is uh, on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Well, it- because you also have to think, who are we playing in the first game of the season at your favorite 
named game the Duke Mayonnaise Bowl. Um, I think, okay, quick aside, <laughs> I just want to say how excited I am that for the next three months, you have to talk about mayonnaise a lot <laughs> leading up to this game because of your deep-rooted somewhere fear and hatred of of the yeah. condiment mayonnaise. It's not even, it's like a, it's a disdain, but it's also even more than that. It's like a, the best word to describe it is, is loathe. I think it's just a, that's just a good word. I hate, I loathe mayonnaise. And, uh, it may be irrational and I may be a hypocrite. I love pimento cheese. It's great. Uh, but <laughs> yes, so we got the Duke's mayonnaise. I mean, that's such bull crap. Like. <laughs> the one, the one in Atlanta gets the Chick Fil A uh, kickoff game. We get the Duke's mayonnaise. Just all I can think about is like, what do you get for the trophy? Because I mean, surely there's going to be some sort of trophy, which is stupid because it's the first game of the uh, of the season. But like, what do you get for the trophy? Is it going to have like a a glob of mayonnaise in this in this bowl? I mean, that's just. You're, I'm, I'm sure. close to dropping just, the f bomb on our podcast right now because it's so disgusting <laughs> to think about. Well, I'm just excited that this is phase one of many leading up to uh, the season opener that you're going to have to deal with this. But uh, but anyway, uh, we'll have more time to talk about that. But with, <laughs> with Kendrick, Kendrick uh, obviously playing at Clemson and being a pretty integral part of that team and having a ton of uh, a ton of play, like you just talked about, how many games he had. Had a lot of experience, been there for a while. Um, just his presence. I mean, he knows so much about that team. He knows, uh, and then apparently he played a little bit. He either started out at wide receiver or did a little bit um, in that position. So knows mm-hmm. a little bit going both ways about uh, about the offense, but knows about the team, knows where uh, areas to to exploit. And that only goes so far because you obviously got to go out and perform and you got a whole new team and things like that Right. Uh, for both both sides of the ball. But at the same time, if you're talking about from an experience perspective, we're going into a game against the top, going to be possibly the number one team in the country in Clemson and mm-hmm. us being somewhere in the top five. And our biggest area of weakness was our defensive backs. And immediately we have filled all of those, like we have filled that spot. And then if Turnage comes back too, I mean, God, we have to remember we still were stacked like talent wise we yeah. just didn't have a lot of experience back there, which is well, what we have to I mean, have going we, into this game. We don't have a ton of cornerbacks because, I mean, we still have guys like, I mean, we lost to Vaude Wilson last year. He went to UCF. Tyreek Stevenson decided to go to Miami. So, I mean, it, regardless, I mean, both of those guys could play cornerback. They were not safeties. They could play star or cornerback, but they, they, I mean, they were going to be the guys that were going to be potentially coming in on a on a spell spell situation for the most part. I mean Tyreek may have started. Tyreek probably would have started, actually. But at the same time, I mean if you've got talent coming in, you've still got Nylon Green coming in. But I don't in in this kind of in this team that's a veteran laden team, I need a guy that's gonna be able to come in and feel comfortable immediately. Like the talent gap you can make up. That's why these guys come in and and I'm not I mean, unless the guy is playing in a position that is like cornerback's not a position I want a, a freshman to play in. And cornerback, uh, quarterback, defensive, uh, defensive end, those guys, uh, left tackle. You don't, you don't want a fresh, a true freshman playing in that situation. But uh, if it, obviously talent sometimes can overcome in like a, 
you know, safety, middle linebacker, uh, running back. Running back, you can certainly have a true freshman. But there's certain positions you don't want inexperience in at all. And if you can bring in a guy in who's at least, I mean, he doesn't have to have, you know, as many as Darion has. But, I mean, if he has, you know, five, ten games under his belt or a full season or something along those lines, you know, that's 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 all you really need. But I just don't like, you know, thinking about Nylon Green, I'm, I'm sure he's just as talented as Kendrick is, but if not more, but he's not going to be, I mean, I, I am pulling for Kendrick at least to get in that store or, or potentially in that cornerback rotation. Well, and I, I really feel that, I mean, Kirby – recruited him in for this game mm-hmm. i mean that was that was the goal here i mean he he, he I think give us your secrets <laughs> <laughs> exactly i mean legitimately that's why the that's why he like i said he's a he's a good player he's not going to change the world in terms of his talent but you said it a guy who can literally go in on the first game and um contribute because he knows the team you're playing I mean, he lined up against them every day in practice. Right. And so he's going to feel comfortable going. He's in the big game environments. He's played in in playoff games. He's played in those situations. So, I mean, that, that's, that cannot go uh, – that can't be stated enough what just being there, having been there means, and uh, especially in that game. Because we're, we're, our first game of the season is a playoff game. I mean, it's a, it is a playoff atmosphere. First mm-hmm. game to see. Yeah. At the Duke Mayonnaise Bowl. <laughs> You're going to say that as much as you can. <laughs> and so, and so, but, but it's, it's huge. I mean, and Kirby, like I said, Kirby got him for this game. And, and I think he'll be able to contribute down the line for, for the entire year if he can stay healthy. But he had him for this game. And that's, that was the, that was the intent. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting how it all turns out because we do like you're, you're right though we're, we are bringing in talent like you know we expect Kirby to do every year but we've got guys that I mean we we're losing so much of these guys that are actually meant to be groomed in these kind of situations you know last year was kind of their grooming year you know the Tyreeks of the world and you know it, it it really does put you in a spot whenever those guys decide to leave which is their decision I mean you know he's uh, Tyreek's a Miami guy, and so is Devod. Um, but you know they they wanted to go home, and I understand that. You know it, it makes it, it makes sense for whatever makes sense for them. But at the same time, it's like man, we got to figure out something. And Kirby is so good; his management of a team is incredible. I mean, people have said stuff about his, you know, how his coaching decisions in big games and things like that. But you cannot tell me that Kirby Smart is not an, an incredible, you know, game man or team manager. Uh, you know, five. How far are we in? Five, five years into his career. Five. This is the sixth year, right? Am I wrong there? 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. It'd be six years. Yeah. Yeah, six years. I did. I did some quick math on my on my hand there. So anyway, our also YouTube, our, our YouTube our YouTube watchers will be able to watch it in real time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do. I gotta. I really gotta be more a little bit more aware of that. Brought to you by High Noon. <laughs> <laughs> the lime is really good, by the way. Uh, but anyway, I uh, I wanted to bring this up. I, I don't know if you noticed this uh, or if you saw this, but um, Darion Kendrick actually went to the same high school that uh, Jadavion Clowney went to. I saw that I saw South Point, and I was like, 
that looks familiar. And of course, whenever Jadavion was coming out, like he was the number one uh, overall recruit, and then obviously became the number one overall uh, pick in the NFL draft. But uh, he was such a freak. Everybody knew, you know, where he went to high school. It was like South Point, and it was long enough ago. I was like, man, I had to look it up. But yeah, uh, Jadavion and uh, Darion went to the same high school. Um, so who else? Let's 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 turn over to uh, turnage situation. So we talked about Tyke. I think in the past we've kind of. Uh, you know, already hit on him. I think Darion, Arik, and Tyke are already on campus, but the turnage situation, who's a defensive back from Alabama, um, he's not, he's not, there's potential that he may not be coming, right? Correct. So there's, there's conversation, uh, the, the talk around town is that he's not actually going to transfer to us um, mm-hmm. and that he's going to do I guess I'm not exactly sure where he's going to end up going. Um, but there's been a lot of talk and then all of a sudden it just kind of all started hitting, like it hit all the, the board message boards and things like that, that turnage wasn't going to play. And um, you're hearing, hearing rumors and stuff like that. So everybody's kind of getting in the mode that turnage isn't going to go or isn't going to come to us, which you're thinking, does the Kendrick information have anything to do with that? So does the, having Kendrick come in, does that impact his, Decision does that make him want to go um, somewhere else because he wants to be the guy and he thinks this is yeah. infringing on that? I mean, and you don't know all the the back behind it. There's thousands of stories and things that we don't know about that are causing these things to happen. The way they Wait, do. you mean to tell me making, we don't know everything? Yeah, if you don't know that by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but with Turnage, then we're all kind of leaning like, all right, well, Turnage is going out the door. Well, then he tweets stop with the rumors or whatever, mm-hmm. he, something along those lines. And so he, you see, he sends out this tweet in the middle of all this. Well, then you have to start saying, okay, well, is, are the rumors true? And that's kind of where we're at right now. We don't know what the situation is. And I'm sure Kirby's, um, Kirby's all over him trying to uh, figure out what the situation is there. But yep. we're basically up in the, up in the air on him. So, I mean, in your mind, what's the situation? I guess what, what what's the situation there if we don't get, Turnage. How how do you feel if he's because it looks like it looks pretty. I feel pretty confident he's going to be gone just based on everything everything we're hearing. Um, but what, what's your what's your take on that if, if he ends up not not coming in? I don't think it's in the, the world. Um, I mean, we still have plenty of talent in the defensive backfield, but it's you know Taiki is definitely the the safety prospect. I, I guess Turnage was. He played a little bit of safety, a little bit of cornerback. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, uh, but he never broke the depth chart at Alabama, and it's not like we're, at this point we're not trying to take Alabama scraps, you know. I mean, we're not. I mean, the the most Smiths of the world back in 2016, you know, that that could work. I mean, we can take a guy from there. We're we're kind of beyond that point. I mean, Arik is not a scrap. Darion Kendricks is not a scrap. Like we're taking guys that, you know, because of certain circumstances, you know, decided to leave their school, but are still really high-level guys. So I don't know if Turnage was more of a uh, luxury or if he was really more or, or luxury or necessity in the situation. But I would, I mean, we've already, I'm sure you, you had, have already seen this, but we've already actually offered, um, because of this whole situation, or I think because of this, we've actually already offered a uh, defensive back from Tulsa who uh, apparently had a pretty good year. Uh, the past this past year and has like two years of eligibility, uh, so 
I all signs are pointing towards uh, that Turnage is not going to be part of this team uh, this coming year. Um, which I don't know if that you know I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, he may go back to Alabama. You know these guys don't have to, and and that kind of points towards. Chancy, I mean, what is this going to mean for the future of college football? I mean, you got a guy like him who's flirting with everybody, committing to to Georgia, but he may still end up being at the team that he started from. And it's what we're going to see is, I mean, we're adopting a form of free agency in college football. We've got the one-time transfer rule. We get the intra-transfer, intra-conference transfer in the SEC now. You know what's what's going to stop people from? I mean, what's going to keep a player from actually committing and holding up that commitment to a certain team. And so I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be really interesting dynamic here, here from on, um, I mean, 2021 in your face, man. <laughs> well, well, look at what happened to us. I mean, we went from, I've already said this, but we went from having major gaps in our team and real big question marks when we were like, this was the year we finally had a quarterback that we feel good about. And we're like, well, what are we going to do? And then all of a sudden it's like, well, that's all fixed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's at the turn of a hat. And so now recruiting doesn't stop after you get on campus. Like somehow, somehow now this goes beyond into uh, uh, freshman, sophomores. I mean, if, if you don't get your way, start calling people. I mean, if you, if you just say, tell people you're on the market. And, and so, well, all you have to do is put your name in the portal and then you have the eligible. I mean, you are eligible to be contacted. You don't have to reach out to other people if your name is in the portal. And and I don't know if there's a certain period that you have to do it, but if your name is there, they can reach out to you, which is just crazy. Yeah. You have to, you have, there there are some like periods during there and and times you have to decide by and all that kind of stuff. But it's, but either way, it's, it's nuts. And I mean, and who's to say that there's not going to be, there's going to be that backdoor communication from players and things like that to, to figure out what the situation is. But this, and this only, and the thing that, I mean, I'm not mad about it right now because fortunately we're in this position, but this only helps the bigger teams for the most part. I mean, you're going to have some movement in some of those smaller teams and, um, and some guys may so like like you can think about you can mention Tulsa for example you got a guy at Tulsa and maybe he's doing well and then like a Kentucky maybe could pick him up or something like that and, and put him into an SEC school get a bigger name but why would you want to do that nobody's gonna I mean you you're wanting to go to the to the big the big leagues I mean you're trying to go to a Georgia to a Clemson or to an to an Alabama to to win a national championship why yeah. are you gonna uproot your complete life this life that you've created it wherever you're at and then move to another place. I mean, you'll have some people like we talked about with like Tyreek and um, Devon that are going because of uh, home where home is and that kind of thing. And the same thing's happening with Eric here too. I mean, there's a little bit of that going on. Uh, he wants to come home and heard of a lot of him being homesick and things like that. That's a real thing. And so it's just super interesting the direction that this is headed because I think there's going to be a heavy – I, it's, it's kind of it was kind of late this year. Next year, I think it's going to be nuts. I yeah. mean, I think it's just it's just going to be all over the place. Because then the question is going to be in the middle of the season, all the time is going to be: Are they going to quit gonna after stay? a game? Yeah, right. I mean, because it's just like I didn't get my way, so I'm I'm done. Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks are about to start flying. I mean, it's just going to be insane. Like you can't <laughs> expect like in my in like in my mind, I'm thinking you've got. Um, You've got Gunnar Stockton coming in, 
what's to get, I mean, I don't think Vandergriff's going to do it, but what's, what's to keep Vandergriff from just bolting? I yeah. mean, like, you, I mean, there's, we're going to have a lot more of that. And so the, but at the same time, for us, if a guy goes to a different team, whatever the case is, we can just turn around and get another guy. I mean, we have the entire. Well, that's the question: is is it going to start to equal itself out? I mean, and and it may kind of a pendulum swing. But but regardless, you're right though. The small programs are going to be the ones that hurt the most because if there's a star player, if they got five star players on, uh, you know, uh, well, you talk about talk about wholesome, but let's let's take like a a a little bit of step up, like let's maybe a Cincinnati who had a good team last year. I mean. This coming year or the next five years, are they even going to have the possibility of being able to play in a, uh, a playoff? I'm mean, not a, a playoff game, a New Year's Six game, because they're going to be losing. Like if they have a star player, are they going to go to Alabama? Are they going to go to Ohio State or Clemson or Georgia? You know, that's that's what I. We're going to see some of these small programs, and it's not even just a personnel standpoint. It's it's like, well, okay, if you're not putting butts in seats, if you don't have the budget for it. These programs are going to fall apart, and I mean it's it may be a more of a long term thing than we're thinking, but eventually it will get to that point where these pr- small programs that can't afford to 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 float their football team are just going to say, "Hey, we're just done with it." But the the thing is with football, the only thing that I'll say that's that's it's saving grace is it is the most popular college sport, you know, and it's I mean I know basketball is big, but I mean college football. From a number standpoint, makes an incredible amount of money, but a lot of people don't understand that all these athletic departments, for the most part, most of them are still not—they're uh, not—they're not in the black. <laughs> There's only like 20 to 25 uh, athletic departments that are actually profitable in the entire country. Georgia is one of them because of their football program, but other than that, like think about all the teams like that Georgia has that don't make money, and or barely make money. I mean, even the basketball program, which is, you know, it's not exactly storied, but, like, they're one of the few revenue-generating sports at the University of Georgia, and they still don't make a ton of money. Football far outweighs them, uh, far outweighs baseball. Gymnastics makes a little bit of money. So, anyway, this is all to say, I don't know, man. It's it's Right now, we're at a point, we're at somewhat of a turning point, especially in the SEC with this recent passing of this, this rule, to where these next – five years I think are really going to show us what the future of college football or college sports in general is going to look like. Well, because this is not just, this is all sports. Like yeah. this is a, this is across the board. And so um, obviously some of this is COVID related, but it's, it's going to, like we saw with our whole basketball team, our basketball team just went away. Like our, yeah. our whole team yeah. just got they left. walked They're out. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> the whole team is gone. And so yeah. that, and so, you're gonna see you're gonna see the same thing happen in basketball. It's just gonna get it's all moving to the top. And the only thing that slows it down is that there's only so many seats. <laughs> yeah. There's only so many spots in these bigger teams. But a guy's gonna to go to a place that he thinks is gonna give him more of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And because the chance of going to the NFL, you got to have the playing time. But we're gonna have we're gonna have so many just one and done. I mean, it's just going to be crazy what's about to happen really across the whole, I mean, across the landscape. And yeah. so it, so now you don't, you, you can't really even, I mean, in our situation. So if, if I'm looking at, let's, let's get selfish with this and look at it from a pure dog standpoint. 
I love it. You can't you can't really have a rebuilding year. Yeah. Because you just go and get what you don't have. Yeah. So now it's so now because like for us these past three years we've just been missing that piece. We've been haven't been able to get that quarterback. Haven't been able to because two years ago we should have just been able to turn around and say which is pretty much what we did with JT. I mean that's pretty much what we have. We're like, hey man, we ain't got a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. You want to come in here and play? And so yeah. that's that's what that's what that was. Well now it's an, it's very well known and it's it's not a question if it can happen or not like there's not always that risk of losing a year of eligibility and having to kick can another year down you're going to play you're going to turn yeah. around and you're going to play and right. so that that is it is the sport's just not going to i mean it's not going to change the the way the sport looks because i think your same top 10 teams they're all going to kind of keep showing up because of this situation because college football i mean it's it's recruitment is what it is and so but now recruiting just changes altogether because you're doesn't matter what they're what team they're on just keep yeah. <laughs> you just keep recruiting them <laughs> I, I, I think so, you said it best earlier i mean regardless you're going to be have to be recruiting your own players that are actually on campus and playing in the game and that's the problem is that you're working with a group of of guys who are you know some of them are young as as young as seventeen years old, and shoot, some of them are actually as old as twenty three, you know, or so, or or even more than that. But still, I mean, you're working for with a very, you know, young group of guys, and and let's be honest, some of them can be divas, and that's oh, why yeah. that's and that's why you're just like, man, I got to make sure I, I well, we we got this double d- double jeopardy situation where, all right, we got to recruit all these players that are coming in, but at the same time, it's like, well. Uh, when we recruit a guy that's going to come in and play at a uh, at cornerback, like he's going to piss off the Tyreek Stevensons and the Devon Wilsons, like they're just going to up and leave. So I don't know. It is it is going well, to be. There's everybody's they got to consider so many more factors now. It's incredible. And well, and I was watching a I was watching a video, uh, and and Pollock was talking about he was they were he was getting asked about the whole situation around um, with uh, Kendrick and. Uh, Gilbert coming in and just kind of asked about the transfer portal altogether, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was saying he was like people don't people don't realize this but like all these kids are homesick like all these kids like they they miss he's like he's like I was a big old baby he's like I was forty five minutes from home and I was homesick <laughs> that's what he yeah. was talking about yeah. and he's like I called he's like I called my parents and they said um, he's like they were like mom my my um, I'm homesick. My my coach was mean to me, and my mom told me to suck it up. <laughs> and he's like, but now they're calling their parents and they're saying the coach was mean to me, and they're like, all right, pack your bags. Where do you want to get go out? Next? I mean, it's just because why not? Because it wasn't an option back then. And so I, I do think, and you kind of talked about it. There's going to be a swing back, I, I think, to a degree. Yeah. But mainly, but you're looking at really your big marquee. You're, you're gonna your bigger teams are always gonna be able to fill the gaps, like that's just that's just gonna happen now mm-hmm. to the end of, till the end of time. Um, but I do think there may be some teams in that middle tier that can benefit from this as well that have those openings that maybe from a smaller team can come and just make a bigger name. Um, there, there's gonna be some kind of recalibration I think that happens at some point. But the thing is, there's never gonna be a rule change because this is only helpful for the big teams and the big teams are what make the money for the 
the, the sport I mean, for like the the TV deals and things like that. So this yeah. only helps the SEC. This only helps Clemson. This only helps Ohio State. This only helps those teams, and those are the teams that make the billions of dollars. And so that's that's what's going to – I mean, there's no way this doesn't keep that from happening, in my opinion. Well, the, I mean, if you, so just to give you a uh, pro sports comparison, I mean, basically you're transitioning from – you know, there's 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 certain sports that have a have a, a, a salary cap, and I mean, MLB is one of them that does not have one. So the New York Yankees, the LA Dodgers, you know, these large market teams for the most part can easily dominate. They can pay for anybody they want to, and it's gonna be a, it's a similar situation. I mean, you got the Georgias, the Clemsons, the Ohio States. I mean, hell, I mean USC is a team who has been not so great over the past few years and is in a very weak conference. But at the same time, they got a lot of money they can back that program, and and before you know it, I mean, they could just be getting transfers, almost like a Notre Dame recruiting situation. You know, they could be getting transfers from all over the country. But I mean, yes, I mean, from from that standpoint, the 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 big programs, the large market programs, are going to be able to dominate the college football a- atmosphere. And whereas you know, in the you know NFL or uh, you know, even even a little bit in the NBA, you know, you could have. I mean, not so much in the NBA because they all, you know, like to whine and you know get traded to whatever team they want to go to. But you know, definitely in the NFL, you see it a little bit more. I mean, Kansas City is not exactly a very large market for the NFL, but I mean, it's a team that had a had a coach came in, they drafted very well, they were had a very good idea what they wanted to do, and were able to to scheme enough with Andy Reid to where they became a formidable opponent and then they were able to actually bring in a little bit more talent and fill in those gaps and then boom, 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 they're Super Bowl champs. Whereas, you know, you got the New York Yankees of the world who are just like, oh man, you got this guy who hit 40 home runs last year. He's going to come in and have a 350 batting average. I mean, I know this is oranges, uh, apples to oranges and whatnot, but still it's like, Oh, we'll just pay for him to come. Same thing with with the big programs in college football. They're like, they're not. I'm not saying they're paying them, but it's like, why would you want to to keep playing for a team that's gonna be not gonna get you in the league, or maybe you know you're gonna be a fifth rounder, or sixth rounder, whereas you can go to Georgia and be a first or second rounder and make significantly more money. So I don't know. It's uh, it's gonna be the wild west, man. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. Well, and, and that's. I mean, you just. To give you just a quick example. You look at Trey McKitty. Trey comes to us, yeah. gets traded third, and he gets drafted in the third round. I mean, the guy's about to make great money. I mean, it's yeah. just a life changing decision for him. And so we wow, he was we are he in, was the third rounder, right? You said that, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. I, trust me, when I saw when I saw it come across, I I had to check like three times. But <laughs> uh, but but he. But that's just an example of, of what's gonna what's gonna be happening when we have when we have um, gaps. They're just gonna get filled, and so mm-hmm. we'll be able to have this podcast next year around this time and be able to say, okay, we're starting to see reassess. We're, yeah. we're starting to see what's gonna be happening. But I mean, it's gonna take a couple of years for this to get to, to for people to understand how big of a deal this is and how you even handle it. Because you said yeah. it, you said earlier from a logistics standpoint, what what in the world are these coaches gonna have to do? just to try to maintain what they got. Yeah. And so apparently one of the things you can do is build an $80 million facility. 
What a segue. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that was incredible. Man, we were we were talking about it before we started and the uh man, some of these videos these guys, I mean I f- of course follow some of these big recruits and and of course like some of the guys that are just, you know, on the team right now are just like this is crazy. They got like this have you seen the big like I don't know what the hell you call it, but it's like a it's almost like an aquarium thing that's <laughs> like got water <laughs> bubbles flowing up the side of the wall and it's got a big georgia logo the crappy n- new uh nike logo but whatever I'll, I'll let it slide and it's like right beside where the uh where the uh pool is and you know they got like six tvs right there next to the pool and then all the locker rooms just look like they're gucci <laughs> gucci uh, seats and stuff like that it's incredible yeah i mean they basically said make the most absurd thing possible yeah. And just don't worry about money. And they're like, all right. And that's what they made. And um, the players are just flipping out. I mean, they are. Yeah. The, the kids coming in are, are loving it. And But at the same time, that's what you got to do. That, yes. that's, I mean, that's literally what you have to do to be able to compete now in this market. And, um, and it's also going to be about what happens after the fact. Once you get the guy on campus, how are you taking care of them? How are you meeting their needs? What are you, how are you catering to them and giving them that support? And everybody's been talking about our Georgia support system over these last few weeks. They're really talking about how uh, Kirby's system is taking care of kids and really making them feel good about being on campus, things like that. So, I mean, you have to. This this environment's just nuts. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. It is. Uh, yeah, I, I I think a lot of people understand that Kirby is, you know. He does it all, and, and 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 that's why I'm like, look, I'm not I'm not trying to give anybody a pass for making bonehead decisions in certain situations, which I I, I actually don't I, I don't fault him for for that a whole lot. I mean, there was a definitely a few things over the past few years, especially his first you know two two or so years, uh, but I really don't like. There's certain times you gotta. He's he's a high risk, high reward kind of coach, and that's and a lot of people take that as. Hey, he's gonna be a guy who's gonna make at least two or three uh, bonehead decisions in a game, and I just don't see it that same way. But regardless, the what the way he handles the entire program, the way he manages his roster, the way that he ch- promotes certain things within his team, I, even just his ideology ideology is just I mean he's just off the charts as far as the way that he leads this program. And I mean I at this point I'm I, and I told my brother the other day I was like. I just hope we keep him forever. <laughs> I mean, he's going to turn that corner on the field eventually, but what he does for this program and the way that he leads this team, I, I, I really just love it. I love the way he handles himself. And he's, I mean, he takes the time to even, I mean, it's no it's no longer about, hey, you know, the mom and pop, do, do they like do they like the, the, the team? Do they, do they like the staff? Do they like the location or whatnot? But, Regardless, it's not that's not the end all be all, but he harps on that so much. And I mean, all he invites the entire family to come. I mean, you've got girlfriends that are coming, showing. I mean, that are in these pictures with these guys, these recruits and stuff. They're taking pictures with like uniforms on and stuff like that. I mean, he just gets it. He just gets it, and that's why I, that's what I love about like this entire staff. They all get it. It's great. Well, and and, and Kirby. Um... And this is what he's bred to do. I mean, there's no real fear about him being picked up by some NFL team or something like that. 
why in the world would he want to do that? I mean, no. this is no. this is exactly what he he has the unlimited funds of the University of Georgia to be able to do whatever he wants and bring all this talent in and coach this game and and like you say, I just with what especially now with this happening and the way we've been able to build this team just over the last month, I mean, mm-hmm. what we've been able to do, it's like it's going to happen. And I mean now, but at the same time, man, you look at our team this year. This, this has to be it. I mean, we've said that before, <laughs> but but you look. I'm not at what Catholic, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I'll do anything at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, we it changed. The whole dynamic changed since yeah. the beginning of the season. The entire yeah, dynamic yeah. changed, and so this is it. You, you can't. I mean, there's always going to be another season, but man, we just we we blew the doors off, and if we can maintain this that we have, yeah, and get everybody get all get all these names on the field. I mean, Kirby's Kirby's gunning and saying, "I'm I'm taking out all the stops. This is this is our shot," and um and really post Clemson, and we're going to talk about this all year. We've got a manageable schedule. And so it's really up to us to make the the best of it. And so um, we've got first game of the season. We got a chance to make a name and uh, a name for ourselves. But we've filled in those gaps through this new rule. I mean, Kirby's the one. If you had to look across college football, if somebody was going to make the best out of this rule, it is going to be him. I mean, he yeah. is going to be the one that maximizes this. I mean, this is this is the best news for us possible, just with how he recruits and things like that. Yeah. Um, we we had. Um, we found out today that uh, Bear Alexander, um, he decommitted from us. He was a five-star um, defensive tackle, right? Yeah, um, he's a DT. He, I mean, he's he's not a. I mean, we want him back. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. But he's he still has this on his list. He went on a uh, he went on a visit to Texas A and M. He's from Texas, and he went on a, a visit to to Tamu and. I mean, you know, you can get on, you can go on any kind of visit, and they're gonna make you feel like you're the only player in the world, you know, and and you can get really wide eyed and and get excited and emotional about it, and you know, I and I get that. I mean, that that makes sense. I mean, again, you're considering the age of these guys. I mean, they're, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old uh, in these situations. So, uh, but anyway, I. I, I got a feeling there there might be a chance that we reel him back in. He's actually got some links to Georgia. I think he's got family from here. I think he may actually originally be from Georgia, but he's definitely a guy that we want to get back on our commitment list. But he's he's yeah he's having fun, man. I get that. I mean these guys are finally they're coming out of the pandemic right now. They can actually go on visits. I mean it's just very easy for me to see them going on. A visit like this and just saying oh well i've only ever seen athens like not that college station is is in any way shape or form comparable to athens but you know what i'm saying like you can go and get wide-eyed anywhere you go uh, they're gonna treat you like you're you know hot hot stuff <laughs> anyway <laughs> well and this this just this just comes back to the point of your what you said earlier you're you're, you're always recruiting you even get, yeah. you've got to recruit the guys that you have and um and you can expect this, like you say, that you're now, they're now getting to be catered to at a level that they haven't been able to before. And so, 
you definitely mm-hmm. can't knock the guy, but you're exactly right. Kirby's got to use some of his recruitment fairy dust and, and, and make that the magic powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, man, we, I think we've, uh, we, we've covered a lot of ground here, but, um, but anyway, by the time we record again, Lord knows what will have happened. I mean, this now, now the, the landscape is so volatile. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good way to d- describe it. Uh, it's, it's no, that's actually probably a pretty, that's probably a perfect word. Honestly, it is vo- very volatile. So and I, um, I, I put it this way. I mean, we're still in good shape, period. But, and Kirby, obviously, you saw last year, we fell off a little bit because, I mean, you, Kirby's the guy who needs to be in front of uh, recruits. And then staff, too. I mean, we need these guys on campus. And we got so much momentum in going to the end of the weekend. And I told you, we were thinking about recording last week, and I was like, let's wait until this week is, is over. You know, maybe we'll get a commit. Little did I know that we actually got a decommitment, but I think we actually, I, I've got a feeling we probably got two or three uh, silent commits over the over the week. Um, but we did uh, have that. Just real quick, small tidbit. There's a running back from Mississippi. We've talked about him before, Branson Robertson. Uh, he is looks like the next Nick Chubb type guy. I'm not saying he's next Nick Chubb. He's type guy. But anyway, he's, he's a stud. He was here over the weekend. He, quote, said he didn't want to leave so anyway uh i think we're we're still in a good spot let's just see if we can reel old big bear back in and uh go from there but yeah man we got a we got a full summer to kind of mold these things over we'll see when the next time i mean the next time basically if there's any kind of big recruiting news or big big news we'll uh we'll do another one otherwise we'll probably shoot towards uh the end of july i would expect I, i'm gonna have a you know baby around that time so i don't <laughs> i don't know there's gonna, there's gonna be a, little, a young little briner running around yeah i don't i don't know what it's what all it's gonna look like so we'll, we'll see when we can we can get the next one to you there, there we go there we go all right man well as always um this has been fun it's been good for my heart to see you again yes and, yes um, hello 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 so um <laughs> and hopefully you're seeing this on youtube so we're just going to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do a little bit of editing, but we'll we'll get it there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Be good to see you. All right, bro. Go dogs. <laughs> you got to do the sign-off, man. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> dogs on top. See you later. <laughs>